Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kirsty and Bryony's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty, and I am Bryony. We talk about each other's dreams and try to work out what on earth is going on. Yeah. Apart from I've let you down today, oh. I've not had a, any dreams. My powers—they are weakening. It's going to be a Kirsty special. It's a Kirsty special. <laughs> we should start having little jingles. A lot of podcasts I listen to seem to have little like segue jingles that are like, Ba-da-da-da-do. yeah, yeah. And then they get back into the next subject. It would be like a sitcom, like the little little jingle. <laughs> We're going to start doing that at the end of every joke. There's just going to be a Seinfeld. <laughs> oh my God. And then we'll finish on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Bam! Ultimate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what would your jingle be? Um, Like a wordy jingle or just a sound jingle? Whatever you want, it's your jingle. I think I would have one that's like... Do you know, the only thing I can think is that vine that's like, I'm still a piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that wouldn't be a very positive jingle to have. That's amazing. That's perfect. (laughs) The only problem is, I'd have to have that too. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the time if we hear, if like Alex and I hear a piece of music that's very like, the only way I can think to describe it is like a, a fox jumping through a meadow like Alex will just turn to me and be like is that what plays in your head (laughs) (laughs) like yeah constantly (laughs) (laughs) what would your jingle be my jingle oh geez see I asked you but it's quite a hard question I honestly don't know what my jingle would be I I like your idea but just steal a vine yeah steal a vine I'm so like full of vine brain at the moment because Alex and I had our wedding anniversary and the first thing we did, we like, we woke up in bed and I, I just turned to him and I was like, do you want to watch vine compilations? And because it was our anniversary, he humored me and we ended up watching them for like 25 minutes. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) He's just, he never really watches vines. Did he like them? He did. And then, but then... I asked him what his favourite one was, and you know when you can just clearly tell that <laughs> none of them had got it? He was just like, what is the first one I can think of? <laughs> and he said the one, um, have you seen the one where the, the guy throws the frisbee and then it goes in the road and they're just like, what the heck, Richard? <laughs> he chose that one. Yeah. yeah. What's your favourite vine? I like 
free shavakadu. <laughs> Get down to Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I like one, like my favorite one is one that you can't really, it doesn't have any words, but it's music that goes, and it's just a woman in her apartment and she's dancing with her cat. She's like Aww. holding the cat, moving it around, and then she's just dancing with a pan and stuff. To Aww, send that's it really to you. Cute. I also like um they were roommates. <laughs> I really basic. I like that the all the mega popular ones are like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just want really to mean. just become a vine podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's just do vines now let's just quote vines i mean we'd, we'd eventually run out of content though that's the issue this is true bring back vine we'll be sitting here quoting vines and then someone at home will be like i do that <laughs> <laughs> and then when people realize we don't talk about dreams anymore they'll be like oh i can't believe you've done this <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's how good it is <laughs> How often do you watch Vine compilations, Bryony? More than I should. Not that often, <laughs> I don't think. But I just, you know, sometimes if you just want a little pick-me-up. Yeah. Or very often, if I'm in bed before Alex, I'll just watch like a little cheeky like Vines that keep me alive or something type <laughs> compilation. I didn't even have Vine. No, neither did I. I never even went to Uva Java. <laughs> Do you think people are going to be doing this with TikToks in the future? I think they will. Probably, yeah. I mean, they probably already do. Yeah, I don't really know any, like, iconic TikToks. No, I don't suppose I do either. But I don't know if that's just because... Because my version of Vine is obviously this very, like, it's post-Vine distilled videos and they have become iconic in retrospect, I guess. Whereas I guess now TikTok is at its full flood so yeah so it's mm-hmm. like difficult to pick one out you can't pick all the good ones i'll tell you what though that reel that you sent me the other day alex and i have been quoting that non-stop since wait which one the one that's just like oh. i just took a dna test turns <laughs> out i'm a hundred percent just a baby just a baby <laughs> i sing that to jerry all the time <laughs> Oh my god, I love that one. I love that one so much. <laughs> Every time I see ones that are like, just a baby, I always think of you. <laughs> like, Should I send this to Bryony? Please do. <laughs> I quote it way too much at the moment. It's like if Alex is trying to make me make a decision or something, I'll be like, I don't know, I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're, re- we're recording a podcast, aren't we? Yeah, we are, re- we are recording a podcast, yeah. Hello, everyone. Should probably talk about stuff. Hi, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> so you've not had any dreams this week. Because I've been waking up to my alarm, they've just gone. Like, I think I only have dreams if, or I only remember my dreams if I wake up naturally. And even though I have actually some, di- some days been waking up before my alarm because I'm like in the routine of it now. Yeah. I had one that I vaguely remembered, but the only thing I could I remembered from it was that there was a man. It was like we were doing a dodgy street transaction, mm-hmm. but he was handing me Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> and that's <laughs> literally all I remember is oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> it was probably Lewis selling his dodgy cards that he stole. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's Lewis in, in the dream world with his Aquila cards. That he- yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> he's finally he's making bank. Um, but I don't know if I ever got to. I got disrupted by the alarm, so I never know if I actually bought them. So do I? Do I have them? Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you'll find out next time you have a dream. Yeah. I'm waking up early until like Sunday is the last day that I'll have an alarm set. So I'll see if they return to me on Monday, Mm -hmm. if I get more powers. But at the moment, me and Dream Me, we're disconnected. But you've been pulling your weight. You've been having dreams for the both of us. You're dreaming for two. (laughs) See, I've been doing the opposite. I haven't had my alarm on. Or if I have had an alarm on, I've been snoozing it a lot. So I've been sort of, most of my dreams have been after I've snoozed my alarm and I've tried to go back to sleep. So I'm sort of half awake and I'm having like vivid dreams. Yeah. So that's, that's, that tends to be when I dream the most, I think. Um, I don't know if they're any good. I can't really remember them. I think they were just a bit weird, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some last night as well, but they were very fragmented and I couldn't really remember them. But I dreamt we were doing an escape room with Rydian oh. last night. What else did I dream about? See, I've forgotten it already. I've forgotten it already, but I know that I, we were doing an escape room and it was very cool. That does sound cool. Uh, that's just because we were playing escape sim with Ruby yesterday, though. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, there's no meaning into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the point. When we had uh, Lewis on last time, I got to the end of it and I realised we didn't analyse his dream whatsoever. We no. let him talk and then we just carried on. Yeah. So today... I am determined we're going to get to the bottom of at least one of your dreams. We're going oh, to dissect your brain. <laughs> we're going to probe the brain <laughs> right in there. We're going to get all, all squishy up in there. It's going to be like, do you remember that really old film where the guy gets shrunk down and he gets put in someone's body to see what's Ooh. going on? And then the man kisses a woman and it turns out he goes into her body and then he finds out that she's progante. I can't remember the name what of the, the film, heck? but it stuck with me since my childhood. Wait, what's that got to do with my brain? <laughs> I'm going to shrink down and get in your brain and see if it's okay. pregnant with dreams. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is my brain pregnant? If you have naughties in dreams, can your brain get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, should we find out? Let's so we find, find out, out if my brain is pregnant. Stop pushing, Kirsty. You're giving birth to a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay. let's do it. <laughs> okay, three, two, one, go. Hello. Um, I had a dream. I was kind of—I don't know if it was a train that I was on, or I was in some sort of city, but. There was a guy there, I think he was a game dev, and I was there to, like, interview him for a project. And I wanted him to just, like, tell me everything, and I'd write it down, and make a presentation out of it. But then aliens attacked, and there were two different types of aliens that... Actually, hang on, no, back up, back up, back up. So he was showing me this thing that he'd made as part of his game, and it was a big lock. Um, it was a really intricate lock, and he was showing me how he unlocked it. Um, and it was just, like really interesting like he was shoving the key in certain angles and moving it along like the edge of the pieces so that they would pop out and stuff and then he twisted it and bam and it came out and then it opened this door and i was like wow that's cool so then aliens attacked um and there were two different types of aliens and at this point it was like on a train so the the game dev guy was in the train car like hold up and we were protecting him it was me and my brother so he, my brother was in one end 
and I was on the other side of the place trying to stop this stuff from happening but it was they were too strong they were so strong but then I was looking at them and it turns out like they're two different types of aliens we were actually trying to fight with each other but they would turn on us when we interfered so I just stopped and I was like I don't do anything and just see what they do and then they just started fighting with each other and I was like okay cool that's the works for me so I ran over to my brother who was getting a bit overwhelmed and I was like just stop just stop attacking and he was like what I was like yep stop so he did and they stopped attacking him and it was like oh sweet but we still had to get rid of them so we went to where this game dev's like locked door was that he was showing us and I opened it up and the aliens just like filed in and we closed it we thought that we had them all but then there were a couple more it was one alien and an alien dog and they weren't hostile so we were like oh we won't attack them we'll just try and lead them into the, the room so we brought them into this train car where the where the locked door was and then they just started attacking the game dev and we were like oh geez we're gonna have to take them out so we started attacking them but nothing was happening like you know, they had no effect so we quickly opened up the door and these two aliens just like shuffled in and we closed it and it was like bam nice done and that was it it was like a happy ending after that and it sort of merged into a recurring dream that i have where i'm on a bus or a train and i have to get off early but yeah we were basically traveling with the game dev and it was like well we did it we did it happy times now we can now we can go um and that was it we killed the aliens we locked them away in the train the end the end the end i've got this got it? i thought i had this all throughout i was like i know what this is and then at the end it went off <laughs> but i'll tell you what my what i think Go this is about the game dev is alistair i wondered about that the game <laughs> is played up <laughs> the door is the door to the play test that was released over the weekend the aliens are chat invading <laughs> our game and being allowed to play it for the first time oh and i thought God. that up until you said you killed them and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> i killed chat oh jeez no. oh, but i did wonder if maybe because it's always been like a game that we've played together and it's like our train and now people can invade it <laughs> maybe Maybe. That's certainly one interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thinking back, I'm wondering if it's Mass Effect related, honestly. Oh. I wonder if Mass Effect has influenced my brain. Be especially because there was a dog, like an alien dog. And in Mass Effect, there are Varen, I think they're called, which are like alien doggies. So I wonder if the aliens were to do with that. Also, we hadn't been escape rooming before this dream but the whole like lock on the door was very escape roomy like it was like a big cog yeah and like it had parts of it like a puzzle cube almost that would pull away and would split open that you could put a key in and stuff which was quite cool the bit at the end though where i said it was a recurring dream honestly i don't think it is i think in my dream i was like this is a recurring dream i have which was really bizarre. I always wonder that. Yeah. Because I've had that before when I'm like, that was a recurring dream, but I have no memory of ever having had it before. Yeah. Unless I've had it in the past, but then just forgot. And my brain was like, you've had this dream before. I'm like, did I? Mm. But essentially, like the recurring dream was supposed to be that I'm on a street in a bus or a train and we get to the stop and it's like, oh, I need to get off of the bus here. 
um, the bus is going to continue around the corner, but I need to get off here. Whereas in this dream, it was like, oh, I usually get off here, but now like we've beaten the aliens and the game devs with us, we can keep going and go to our destination, which was weird. But I don't remember ever having that dream, so maybe maybe I've not had that before. I don't know. It was it was weird. It was really weird. I've looked up alien in the dream book, oh. and it says. There is something unknown and frightening which needs to be faced. We have never encountered the strangeness of the being which appears in our dreams and we must handle what happens. Oh. I mean, you were handling it pretty well. I was handling it, yeah. I guess, like, there's been a lot of new stuff lately. You know, I don't know how true that is. I think it's just because of my mass effect. But to, to, to sort of relate <laughs> it back to that, there's been a lot of new stuff, like joining the network and, like, having all this new stuff to sort of take part in. And it's, you know, it's kind of scary. And it's it's kind of inherently stressful, you know? So maybe part of that was like, oh, there's all this new weird stuff that I've got to deal with. Yeah, it's like, you've got all this new stuff and it may seem scary, but don't fight it. Just let it happen. Yeah. And then it'll fight itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just leave it. Don't fight it and it will deal with itself and then go and lock itself in a room forever. Yay! Yay! <laughs> We nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Honestly, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think what else was was in the dream. Like it was sort of like a the 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 train car thing kind of reminded me of Left for Dead a little bit. I'm trying to remember what level it was. Probably No Mercy, maybe in the original Left for Dead with like the underground bit and the trains and yeah, yeah. That it kind of the setting looked a bit like that. Again, just video game dreams. In conclusion, I am a big nerd. <laughs> and I have dreams about video games all the time. <laughs> so the aliens themselves, were they particularly Mass Effect-y or were they mm. like the aliens from Alien or like your typical yeah. big head, big eyes aliens? Or Honestly, I don't really remember. My brain wants to say they were basically, they were both sort of greyish. One set were probably a bit more like simplistic, like Roswell type aliens mm. maybe. Whereas the other ones were a little bit more detailed, maybe maybe more like Mass Effect, like Tyrians or something. But they're kind of just sort of hazy in my brain. I don't really remember what they look like. Yeah. That's all I remember, really, that one was more sort of simplistic. But it's one of those things like where your brain's just like, those are aliens. Like if you read a book <laughs> in a dream and it's like, it says this on this page. Yeah. Like, okay, brain, I trust you. I trust you. How do you feel about aliens? Like, do you think that the chances of anything coming from Mars. No, do you think that there is a likelihood that there is something out there and does that scare you or does it fascinate you or do you not care? <laughs> Honestly, like, I think there has to be. Like, there just has to be in some form, you know? Yeah. Because life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Basically, like, it might not be what we expect, but, you know, stuff just survives in whatever sort of climate is given and like the chances of there not being anything on any other planet in the entire universe are just so tiny i think like yeah there's gotta be aliens out there gotta be like you know they might not be like mass effect aliens like you know sexy <laughs> romanceable <laughs> romanceable but you know they might just be big amorphous blobs or something you know you, you never know but i think there's gotta be something out there yeah. Or at the very least, there was at some point, you know, because space, time, wibbly wobbly, etc. Mm. But like, yeah, I think there is. I, I don't know if it scares me. I, I don't think there's any chance of us like getting in contact with them for a very, 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 very long time if there are aliens. 
I, and I don't think like, I mean, maybe they would. Maybe they'd just fancy attacking us one day. In which case, cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Won't end well, but you know, it's pretty cool. We'll have a bit of a laugh whilst it happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, oh, look at that. That's, that's wild. <laughs> if they discovered aliens, I think it would be like super cool. It'd be like, wow. You know, it scares me. Like thinking about space scares me, makes me feel very really? overwhelmed. There was one time Alex and I had this very hypothetical conversation about if they like managed to populate another planet, would we move there? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not going into space. And he was like, but I don't want to go because like it would be starting this whole new planet and stuff. And it got to the point, you know, when you're so close to having not an argument, but you're so close to feeling genuine emotions for a hypothetical situation of like, yeah. well, I'd be staying on Earth then fine. Oh, <laughs> oh no. He was like, I could travel back and forth. <laughs> Aww. Honestly, I'd be the same. Like, I wouldn't want to go to space. Like, I think it's kind of like the thalassophobia thing. Like, the ocean, it's so big and dark and scary. Space is the same. Yeah. You know, it, it is terrifying. And maybe slightly less terrifying than the ocean in my brain, but still pretty terrifying. Like, you know, it's just it's just scary. Like, there's it, if your tech fails, there's no air up there, and it's just scary. You know, it's like in uh, in Total Recall when, you know, all the oxygen goes and all the windows smash on the base on Mars and just, it's just a disaster, you know? Yeah. It's so, what if something goes wrong? It's horrible to think about. Ugh, I wouldn't want to go to space. Even if there is an oxygen meter in a game, I start feeling like, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Like, you'd have one in real life and it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. What do I do? I don't think I'm cut out for space exploration. No, me neither. I just like to stay at home. Yeah. Do they have good internet on Mars? I mean, they can send pictures back and stuff, right? Is that, also, I guess that's satellites, isn't it? That's not the, or is that, do you know what, it's times like this that I realise how little I know about how anything in the world works. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the Mars rover's got to get some good signal to send those pictures back, honestly. So maybe they do have good internet. Okay, I could be tempted. Maybe. Sending memes back from Mars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as it's faster than what I get here, I could be sold. But if something breaks, just imagine how long it would take them to come and sort it out. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, no, I'm staying here. <laughs> it takes long enough on Earth. <laughs> also, just having to eat those little packets of food all the time. Not, not just having oh. like spaghetti. Yeah. Whenever you want spaghetti. Yeah. You, if you had spaghetti like in space, it would all flow away. It'd be messy. Yeah. Did you ever go to, um, I don't know where it is, but we went on a school trip to a space center when I was young. Did you ever go to anything similar? No, I remember going to like the science museum, but I think that was the only okay. educational yeah. thing we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a space center in the UK. I don't know where it is. I feel like it's sort of in the middle between London and Bristol. And they they do like the dehydrated food there in the gift shop, right? Dehydrated ice cream and stuff. And I always wanted to buy some and try it, but it was it was too expensive when I was a kid. But man, I'd love to try it. I bet it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me the other day I was with a few friends and they had planned to go to the museum and then the plans changed. But I was genuinely excited at the thought of going into a museum gift shop. See, I'm not even really much of a um like a, a consumer. Yeah. But I just really like gift shops. Yeah. Just museum mm -hmm. gift shops. Just seeing the like the teddies with the tiny backpacks and the pencils. 
Pencils. Pencils. I am such a consumer. I think it was it's just like I guess when you're a child and you get to go to a museum for a school trip or whatever and you got given specific pocket money yeah. to buy one thing in the gift shop. And I think that has just conditioned me that that is an exciting thing to do. Definitely. Gift shops are just the best. I love them. I always like to try and get something from a gift shop, even if I'm never going to use it. I have like a collection of plush animals from like every zoo that I've been to. Oh. I went to Bristol Museum and I bought a mug. I was just like, eh, it's a small mug. Probably won't use it much, but it's cute. It's got <laughs> animals all over it. I was like, I'm buying that. Uh, I just I just love gift shops. They are my favorite part of any trip. I remember I went on an art trip where when I was in sixth form. We went to London, we stayed in a hostel and we went to like every gallery in London, like every big gallery. And I was like, I'm going to get something from every single gallery and I'm going to have a collection of souvenirs. And I just ended up buying so much shit. Like I I think from the Tate Modern, I bought a ball in a cup toy. You know those toys like yeah. with a ball on a string? I was like, yep, this is my souvenir from the Tate Modern. A ball in a cup. Nice. And I would play with it the whole time on the trip. Like, look at my souvenir. It's so cool. Any excuse to just buy tat, I love. It's like when you go to like some museum that they have all the cultured things, all the things that are like, you know, here's a book about all the stuff we've just tried to teach you about. And here's a, a replica of the art or something. But the things you want to buy are like the little wooden boxes that have the wobbly bugs in and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. Like, at the Bristol Museum, I mean, I know that I'm getting older when I'm looking in these gift shops and I'm seeing the art that they have. Like, in Bristol especially, they have a lot of, like, local artists' stuff in these yeah. gift shops. They had these lovely prints in Bristol Zoo and the problem is I'm too poor to buy these prints, but I love them. Yeah. So one day I'll get some, but... um. That that's going to be my next thing. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not going to buy crap toys anymore. I'm going to buy prints. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love I love gift shops so much. I've completely forgotten how we got onto gift shop. Yeah, I have no idea. How did we, we get to space? <laughs> oh, the space the space center. Oh yeah, had ice cream in its gift shop. That was it. <laughs> I can't remember what I got from there in the end. I think I might have got you know the the, the glow in the dark stars with like this double sided tape on the back. I think I might have oh, got some yeah. of those from there. I used to have those on my ceiling mm -hmm. when I was a kid and I put the plow up there because that was like my favorite constellation because that's the one I recognized. Aww. And I also, I'd put, just put like some other random ones up and I remember that there were, I don't know what the constellation is, but I, I can point out the stars when I see the night sky. And I was convinced as a child that that was a crocodile god. And I would say hello to the crocodile god if I saw it. Aww. And I had that on my ceiling and I would just lie looking up at it and just imagining it was a crocodile. That is so cute. I think I used to come up with my my own constellations a lot because I didn't know the real ones. Did you ever play... Um, uh, I think it was Animal Crossing... It was either New Leaf or Wild World. Oh, where you could make your own one. Yes, where you could go and see Celeste and make your own constellations. And then when you were playing at night, you could see them in the sky. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Oh, they should have it added so that cool. in um, New Horizons. They should have. They really should have. It was like one of my favorite things. It was so nice. I always love pressing A to wish on a star. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. And I want to go back and play the old Animal Crossings. They were so fun. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shall we listen to your second dream? Let's do it. Have we have we done a good job of this one? Are you? Do you feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've ended up talking about space, um, Mass Effect, played up. Yes, Feelings. definitely. New. The, the, my brain has been pros. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do the next one. Okay. Okay. Three, two. One, go. So I had a dream that uh, I was standing at the side of the road with an old friend from school. I think we were waiting for a bus, um, but I'm not sure. Uh, and then this weird, like, scruffy-looking drunk man sort of came out of nowhere. We were in the village where my parents live, and he came out of a road that everyone sort of knows is, like, the rough road. And it was like, oh, he came out of that road, and he's coming towards us. Oh, jeez. And he started, like, being all leery and saying, like, things to me and stuff. And I just told him where to go and I I walked off. And I sort of walked towards, like, a building and I was just hiding. Oh, that was it. It was, like, a weird version of the flats where I live. So I I wanted to go into my flat, but I was like, this guy's following me, so I don't want to go straight in because they don't know where I live. So I'm just going to wander around and hide a bit before going in and then my friend Elliot who I was waiting with came over and he was like oh hide here hide here so we're hiding but we were just sort of standing in the corner facing into the corner for some reason I was holding an Ikea bag and I was like he's gonna recognize my bag and he was like oh no so we kept walking and then suddenly we were like the the area we were in turned into kind of like a party a big house (laughs) and we were wandering around this party then we saw that Gordon Ramsay was there. And we were like, oh my God, it's Gordon Ramsay. At this point, I was with another one of my friends from school. There were like three of us that were like good pals. And I was with the other guy. And it was like, oh, let's get a picture with Gordon Ramsay. So we walked out the front of the building where he was taking pictures or where he was just standing. And there was already a queue. And Ravs was already in the queue to get a picture with Gordon Ramsay. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a big queue. And I thought to myself, maybe I could push in and just go in with Ravs. But I thought, no, I can't do that. That's cheeky. Um, So we waited around till he was done. And he sort of started wandering back in. And we were like, oh, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon, come back. And he was like, hello, uh, can we take a picture with you, please? So we started getting ready to take a picture with Gordon Ramsay. We're posing there. At this point, Jess, one of my mods is there. Um, she's lovely. So she's in the picture. And they start taking the picture, but they take it too early. So I'm like, I was on the left-hand side and I wanted to move to the right-hand side because, like, I think there was someone tall standing in front of me or something. And I was sort of, like, mid-movement. And they showed the picture back and I was... I I looked like a crazy... Like, I was all blurry and my mouth was open my head was, like, pushed back and I looked like I was going... "Ah!" (laughs) And then when we looked at the picture, I wasn't with the people that I thought I was with after all. I was with people from school who I didn't really get along with like that my friends turned into people that I wasn't friends with and people that I I sort of stopped talking to throughout school so I was like oh no this good souvenir picture has turned into a poo picture 
But whatever will we do? What will I do with my picture of Gordon Ramsay now? Then that was it. That was the dream. GG. Bye bye. Yeah. So that was my dream. One of the nice things about that dream, though, was that my two best friends from school were in it. So Elliot was waiting at the bus stop with me, and then I was at the party with Scott. Um, and they are just the loveliest people. Like they're so nice. Um, I don't really have much contact with them anymore, just because like we've all sort of grown up and they work and they moved away and stuff. But it was nice having them there. I was like, ah, this is cute. This was a nice, nice little callback. It's funny you should say that because I looked up photographs in the dream book. Yeah. And it says, photographs in dreams can be used to represent a spiritual need to understand the past. Aww. So I wonder if, I don't know, maybe it's you wanting to hang out with them more or talk to them more or something. Yeah. Or maybe because the, there were the people that you didn't get on with in the photograph, maybe you want to, I don't know, maybe you're trying to process why they be stinky or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have been meaning to get in contact with Scott around sort of April time when I was back and forth to Bristol constantly and I didn't really have any free time. Like we were like talking and we were like, oh, we need to meet up. Like we haven't talked since before the pandemic. So we really need to hang out and go for a coffee. So I have been meaning to like message and at some point when things are a bit more quiet and be like, hey, you want to meet up? So maybe that was on my brain. And when we were at school, like it was like the three of us, we were like the three musketeers. And so I guess like <laughs> our pal Elliot was there too, because I'm like, all three of us together. Yeah. But he lives in Canada now, so he's not coming. Just so. pop over. <laughs> go over there. Just go to Canada. Just do it. But yeah, it was it was nice. But yeah, I guess like... That makes sense, like the, the, the photo meaning that you'd like want to process it because like a lot of the people in the photo after we looked at it, like they were people who like maybe I did talk to and then I stopped talking to them like for various reasons, just like stupid like school spats sort of thing, like, oh, they're not my friend anymore. But, yeah. And uh, there were like a, a few of them that I think one of them, I've seen them sort of in passing before and we just sort of smiled at each other like, yeah, we didn't talk at school, but, you know, we, we, we've got this mutual respect now. <laughs> it, it was weird. Like, it was just weird. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's strange. I guess it was just like a callback to like all of the relationships I had at school, like just with friends and stuff. Also, Gordon Ramsay was there. Of course. Good old Gordon. Good old Gordon. But he was there. I think just because I've been watching a new show that he did and Jess my mod was there too because I watched it with her so basically this show it's like The Apprentice but Gordon Ramsay and some chefs or people who are working in the food industry that want to start businesses yeah uh, and Gordon like makes them do tasks and then like kicks one out and he'll give them money if they win oh, so yeah okay. we've just been watching that so I guess I guess Gordon Ramsay was in my brain just there uh, and we wanted a picture with him so so that's pretty cool out of interest. Oh, I was going to yeah. look up celebrity, but it, it. there's no entry for celebrity. Oh. But if we go by the the logic that we've had before, that when you have famous people in your dream, it's more about what they represent. Yeah. What does Gordon Ramsay mean to you? Oh, God. Uh, that's a good question. What does Gordon Ramsay Trash Just TV. Just so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Jeez. Uh, I just like watching his shows when I'm bored. But I, I, I guess like 
because I watched his show with pals. Again, that was just friends. So it was just like a friend stream sort of thing. It was it was nice. It was nice. It sounds um, nice. He had a little adventure. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like there was the drunk man at the beginning who wasn't very nice, but it wasn't inherently like stressful. It was just, I think we were waiting at this bus stop and he appeared. Uh, I, he was not anybody that I recognized. It was just generic drunk man. And he started like... I don't know if he was like catcalling or just being rude or something. And I just like said something back to him to shut him up. And then I just left. So it was just like, right, dealt with that. See you later, drunk man. Get out of here. But yeah, then we were hiding and I had that Ikea bag because I'd, I'd just been to Ikea in real life. So I had an <laughs> Ikea bag in my dream. And it was like obviously the big blue and yellow thing. So we were hiding in this corner like... You know, if I can't see him, he can't see me. And yeah, I had this massive blue bag. I was like, he's going to be able to see the blue bag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He'll follow my Ikea bag. Oh. Uh, but that soon disappeared, actually. I didn't have the Ikea bag at the party, so I don't know where I ditched that. The only thing in the drunk section is if you were drunk or if you made someone else drunk. So I don't think those are oh. relevant unless you had a prequel dream where it was you that got I him did. drunk in the first place. <laughs> oh, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I think, again, dreaming about where my parents live because they're due to be moving house and I think they might be moving at some point this month. So it's just more... Lately, I've been having more dreams about my parents and where they live and stuff. So maybe maybe the drunk man was there to represent like me being a bit like, where I don't want my parents to move away. Oh. Maybe. Well, it says... If you had have been drunk, mm -hmm. that would have been abandoning ourselves to irrational forces. Oh. So maybe that's you not wanting your parents to leave. Yeah. But that's not irrational because it's very rational. That's pretty rational. So maybe that's why he was drunk. it was someone else was drunk because they were being irrational. <laughs> yeah, that was just the little irrational thought in the back of the brain. And I'm like, shut up, you. Get out of here. Have a glass of water. Yes, calm down. <laughs> Take it from a ten to a four. But yeah, like I overall it was it was it was a pretty nice dream. It was very chill. I feel like I'm having like dream FOMO listening to your dreams because I'm just there like, oh I wish I had a dream something. <laughs> <laughs> See, my dreams haven't been very interesting lately. Like those are like the only two that I remember. I've been having so many random weird little dreams that I don't remember when I wake up because I keep waking up like kind of late morning and I'm like Meh, I don't want to get out of bed so I'm just laying there half asleep and having all these vivid dreams which just instantly fall out of my head so I kind of feel the same in that I've not been dreaming a lot I am going away this weekend though so I will definitely end up going to sleep earlier so maybe I'll have more dreams oh maybe I'll have some better ones we'll see I've been having a lot more naps but they've not been providing the good stuff the good stuff. I think they must have been like maybe too short to have dreams or I've mm. not, because I've been napping in someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I've not been in a deep enough sleep. Was I? I don't know. Basically because I'm cat sitting. So I get up early, go to my friend's house, feed the cat, check he's okay. He then goes out for a poo. When he poos, I nap. <laughs> and then the cat flap wakes me up again and then we cuddle. So that is my my little routine. But maybe because I'm not getting into... I don't really know how long it takes because, I, because I'm asleep. So I've not timed it. Yeah. But my friend just has this really comfortable, massive beanbag. Mm -hmm. And I curl up on that oh. like a ball and go to sleep. I've got one of those now. <laughs> They're great. I love I them. really want love one. My friend gave it to me like just for free. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it is so comfy. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not dreaming much because like you've got the cat on your mind. Like you're just laying there, like cat, 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 cat. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to have quite a lot of dreams when I'm napping, but I haven't been napping lately, really. I guess maybe it's because it's not. It's not like when you get the naps that are like in the middle of the day, like you've had a good chunk of morning and then you're like, oh, I'm a bit sleepy. I'll just try and recuperate a bit. It's because I'm napping literally like 30 minutes after I woke up. So maybe it just doesn't count as a nap. It's just additional sleep at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, I've done that as well. Like I'll, at some point I remember I would get up, feed tabs and then just go back to bed. Like... Yeah, this is just extended sleep. I had a routine one time when I was working on Downton Abbey. This is such a this is such a show business story. So expect like, oh my gosh, you're gonna realize what a high flyer I was. Oh, yeah. When I worked on Downton Abbey, I would have to get up at four in the morning to get the train from Bristol. And that would get me in super early. Mm -hmm. So then I would go into the upstairs toilets that no one went in and I would have a nap on the toilet. <laughs> oh my God, Brian. I would literally just curl up on like seat down, just curl up on the seat and fall asleep Aww. for like 20 minutes. Oh my God. It's pretty showbiz. Pretty. That's pretty, pretty showbiz. showbiz. <laughs> yeah. Pretty showbiz. Oh God. That reminds me of when I was working at the shelter, I would just try and catch a nap as often as I could because I was just so tired at that point. I would get to work, nap on the sofa before we started at half eight. So I'd probably have like a 20 minute nap. I'd come down for break at about quarter past 10 and nap on the sofa for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'd come down at lunchtime, eat my lunch and go to sleep on the sofa. <laughs> and then I'd probably do it for my afternoon break as well. Oh my God. I, I, it was constant. One of the best things about working on Holby City was obviously because it was a hospital set. There were just beds everywhere. So you'd have these like in between weeks. Yeah. So you'd you'd film for four weeks and then you'd be on downtime tech assisting for two weeks. So basically if one of the other crews called you in, you'd like fix cables, that sort of stuff. Okay. But most of the time you were unattended. Like if you'd done all, all of your work preparing for the next block of filming, you had your free time. So you would get the call sheets for where all the other units were filming and you'd know where there was like an empty set that you could just go and have a little nap in the beds. <laughs> oh and they my even God, had that's like amazing. the on-call room sets that were literally just a bed in a room so you could just mm -hmm. sneak in there. Not that I ever did. I was very hardworking and I... No, no, no never. <laughs> never, never. Who would ever sleep while they're supposed to be working? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> not us. <laughs> before my time, before I started at Hobby, there was a time when everyone got snowed in and they just had to have like a massive sleepover and everyone just chose a bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's amazing. But of all the places to be snowed in, that would have been... That would have been one of the good That's ones. That's the perfect one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> beds for everyone. That's amazing. They did have like the fake vending machines there, but I don't think you'd want to eat anything from them though, because when I was there, I remember spotting a packet of citrus polos in one of the vending machines. Yeah. And when was citrus... I'm going to Google this. Citrus polos, when were they discontinued? Oh God, that's a good question. Hang on, I'll find out. 2017, apparently. No... That feels no, a lot that than yeah, because I remember I was still in secondary school when they stopped selling them at our local shop because I used to have a routine. I'm from a small town. We didn't have much to do. I used to go to our local town and I would buy a packet of citrus polos and I'd get through them in the weekend. And that that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I miss them so much. I used to just get sherbet lemons all the time. I, I loved sherbet lemons. I would buy them constantly. What happened to citrus polos? You're thinking of fruit polos. No. This is one of the things people will say when I talk about citrus polos. They'd be like, you mean the fruit ones? And I'm like, no, not those sticky little weird things. I'm talking about the sharp, powdery goodness. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Oh my God, they're like fluorescent green. Citrus sharp polos? Yes, they were so good. Oh, I don't remember ever having these. Oh, here we go. Gone but not forgotten. Citrus polos. An orgasmic convulsion of flavour and love. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. By the mid-2000s, they had vanished altogether. They were truly amazing. They were yeah, so this good. This is mid-2000s, so yeah. They were so good. But looking back, I think polos are actually owned by Nestle, so I wouldn't be buying them anyway. So maybe it's best that they're not there as a temptation. True, so. true. But if anyone else wants to start making citrus polos... <laughs> But just call them something else. Lemony donut crunches or something. Then yeah. I would, I'd be all over that. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's a group on Facebook. Bring back citrus shop polos. <laughs> group owner, Bryony Turner. Ah, there you are. Oh, here's an update from 2017. Still no sign of them ever returning. We can still dream about that lovely sour taste, though it will never be the same. Can someone do some sort of polo summoning dance? <laughs> the funny thing is, if they did bring them back now, probably everyone would be like, nah, it's not the same as I remember. Because that is how we sort of remember like childhood sweets. Yeah. They're going to be the same. <laughs> do you remember um, ice cream fruit pastels? No. Oh, they were good. They were good. I can't find the ice cream flavoured fruit pastels now because it just comes up with the fruit pastel ice lolly. But... um. Yeah, they did ice cream flavor fruit pastels, which were delicious. And they had lemonade flavor crunchies as well Ooh. in the 2000s. I remember walking to the, the petrol station across the road and getting a lemonade crunchy. <laughs> I'm just going to search for vegan lemon sweets. <laughs> a sherbet lemon's not vegan. They might be. I never really know. There seems to be gelatin in the strangest of things. Sainsbury's lemon sherbets are vegan, I think. Ooh. It's just one of my, like, I can literally just eat a lemon on its own. I wouldn't bite into it like an apple. I'm not a maniac, but I do. I just, I love, I love lemon. <laughs> I love sherbet lemons. They're so good. We're going away at the weekend and my mum was like, do you want me to buy any sweets for the journey? I was like, sherbet lemons. Get sherbet lemons and Werther's. <laughs> Did you ever get those when you were on holiday? Those like traveling tins of sweets that were full of like confectioner's sugar and you were always worried that when you opened them in the car that they would explode everywhere. Oh, kind of like when you get Turkish Delight and it's just full of powdered sugar. Yeah. And it just goes everywhere. <laughs> when Alex and I went away on our honeymoon, we got a tin of those sweets because it was just like going away sweets. And we would sit in the, the library of the ship with our little tin of sweets and wait. we would do jigsaw puzzles until the bridge club came and kicked us out. <laughs> Because we didn't want oh to mess God. with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> you rebels. <laughs> Can't be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Sucky sweets and jigsaw puzzles. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're meant to do on your honeymoon, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what they're famous exactly. for. <laughs> Sucky sweets. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I feel like my dreams have been sufficiently probed. I think we found out some, some meaning behind them, you know? I Number one, I've played too many video games. <laughs> number two, I need to talk to my friends more. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Next time, you need to have some dreams. You need I do. To I need get to get your bring... brain in gear and we'll do a brownie special. Oh no. Oh no. Are we going to get to that point where we start faking dreams? Do people say that oh, to you? No. People are always like, just pretend you had one and record something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I've had people say that. I'm like, no, I don't want to fake it. I think it would be really obvious if I did because, for one, I would laugh. I'd be like, so there was a penguin. <laughs> And then John Cena showed up. Do, 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 do. (laughs) And they also just wouldn't be... I feel like dreams are a special flavour of creativity. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to come up with that. They're just a bit too wild to make up, I think. Yeah. I've been thinking since the beginning of this that we should, as little trailers for the podcast, we should re-record Vines but make them relevant. So the one I have in my head at the moment is, is there anything better than podcasts? Yes, a really good dream. (laughs) We can make a TikTok, we just release them. It will be such good advertising. (laughs) This is it. This is why you're in charge of marketing. (laughs) And we've somehow managed to come full circle back to Vines. Back to Vines. Well, Bryony. Kirsty. It has been a pleasure. Hold, hold my hand. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. Let's walk away into the sunset together. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Are we going on a cruise? We're going on a cruise. Grab the I'll tin of sweets. sweets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a jigsaw puzzle and we'll fight the bridge club together. <laughs> yes, let's do it, Brady. Let's do it. <laughs> do you have a question for the oh, good, that's good people? Good idea. Hmm. Not the bad people. Not the bad people. Just the good ones. Hmm, a question, a question. Oh, we had, I don't know if you saw, but we had two emails. People Ooh. wrote into Kirsty and Bryony at gmail.com and they sent us their dreams. I have a question then. My question is, why aren't you emailing your <laughs> dreams to us right now? That is, I can't top that. Can't top that. Yep. <laughs> That's this this week's question. So That's get the to question. It, gamers. If you're happy for us to talk about them on the podcast, send them get to Kirsty and Briny at gmail.com. Yes. Woo! Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Briny. Thank you, Kirsty. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Till next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.